No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David sins by numbering the people and God sends a plague. But a way is opened to stop the plague. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 21 on Simply the Bible. What is the worst sin you can imagine? Murder, adultery, extortion, slander. How you answer that question probably depends on how you've been hurt by sin, usually the sin of somebody else. Sin is is missing the mark. And while all sin is wrong, some sins are more harmful than others, and some are more offensive to God. Thankfully, God has provided atonement for our sins through the blood of Jesus Christ. Today, we will see where David, the man after God's own heart, sinned greatly. And it may not be the sin that you would expect. We pick it up today in 1 Chronicles 21. Now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. So David said to Joab and to the leaders of the people, Go number Israel from Beersheba to Dan and bring the number of them to me that I may know it. Now if we compare this passage with 2 Samuel 24, we're told there that God's anger was aroused against Israel and he moved upon David. But here we see that Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. So which was it? Well, yes, both. You see, God was angry with the nation, but he used Satan to tempt David. And David yielded to the temptation. Now, the thing is, is David was still responsible. He didn't have to yield to the temptation. Now, why would David do this anyway? it would seem that it was because of the sin of pride. David wanted to number the people to know how many people he had, how great his nation had become. And so he yielded to this temptation of Satan and numbered the people. And Joab answered, May the Lord make his people a hundred times more than they are. But my Lord, the king, are they not all my Lord's servants? Why then does my Lord require this thing? Why should he be a cause of guilt in Israel? Now, Joab had his problems. He was brutal in many ways. Yet he objected to this. He understood this was wrong. And the fact that he says, may the Lord make his people a hundred times more than they are, reveals the motive here that Joab picked up on. David wanted a greater army, a greater people, But Joab said, no, you know, that's not what we should be doing here. Why bring this cause of guilt on Israel? Now, what was wrong with numbering the people anyway? It goes back to what God had first said to Abraham when he said, I will make your descendants as innumerable as the stars. And then God did allow there to be a census taken, but That was to be done in a very specific way. The men were to bring a half shekel offering and then that would be counted and the offering would be used for the service of the tabernacle. Well, 
David didn't do it that way. He just wanted to use his kingness to get his will done. And so we read that in spite of Joab's objection, the king's word prevailed against Joab. Therefore, Joab departed and went throughout all Israel and came to Jerusalem. Now, this took nine months to do all of this. And Joab gave the sum of the number of the people to David. All Israel had 1,100,000 men who drew the sword. And Judah had 470,000 men who drew the sword. But he did not count Levi and Benjamin among them, for the king's word was abominable to Joab. David knew better. He knew what the word said. He even went against Joab and he enforced his will. And that was an abuse of his power. Joab went ahead and did what David said. Joab really was loyal to David, but that loyalty had limits. He would not number Levi and Benjamin because the whole thing was abhorrent to him. And God was displeased with this thing. Therefore, he struck Israel. So David said to God, I have sinned greatly because I have done this thing. But now I pray, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. So God was displeased. He struck Israel. We are not told how he struck Israel. Could have been a plague or something. But David knew that he was wrong. He was convicted. And he said, I have sinned greatly. Now, it's interesting that when he was convicted over his sin of adultery with Bathsheba, he said, I have sinned. But here he said, I have sinned greatly. You know, this was a sin of the will. He knew better. He knew what God had said. It was a transgression against the commandment of God. And thus he says, I have sinned greatly. But we see that he said, I pray, take away the iniquity of your servant for I've done foolishly. The thing about David is he was not perfect, but he confessed his sin. He had a repentant heart and he had great trust in the mercy and the forgiveness of God. Then the Lord spoke to Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and tell David, saying, Thus says the Lord, I offer you three things. Choose one of them for yourself, that I may do it to you. So Gad came to David and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Choose for yourself either three years of famine or three months to be defeated by your foes with the sword of your enemies overtaking you, or else for three days the sword of the Lord, the plague in the land, with the angel of the Lord destroying throughout all the territory of Israel. Now consider what answer I should take back to him who sent me. Talk about an agonizing decision. And so David said to Gad, I am in great distress. Please let me fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are very great. But do not let me fall into the hand of man. So if he were to flee from his enemies for the three months, then he would be falling into the hand of man. If he had chosen to have a famine for three years, well, man, that would just extend the whole misery. So he wanted to get it over with quick, but he also found it wise to fall into the hand of God because God is merciful. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel and 70,000 men of Israel fell. And God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. As he was destroying, the Lord looked and relented of the disaster and said to the angel who was destroying, it is enough. 
Now restrain your hand. And the angel of the Lord stood by the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. So David had wanted to increase his numbers by numbering the people, taking pride in the size of his nation. God reduced the numbers of the people by 70,000 men. However, when God saw the angel of the Lord ready to destroy Jerusalem, he relented. He said, that's enough. It's enough. And he restrained the hand of the angel. Then David lifted his eyes and saw the angel of the Lord standing between earth and heaven, having in his hand a drawn sword stretched out over Jerusalem. That must have been just an awesome and terrifying sight, knowing that 70,000 men had already perished, and here's this great, mighty angel with a sword drawn. Uh, No doubt David was terrified, and he and the elders clothed themselves in sackcloth like burlap, very irritating to the skin. They fell on their faces. This was a sign of humility and of mourning over what they had done. And David said to God, Was it not I who commanded the people to be numbered? I am the one who has sinned and done evil indeed. But these sheep, what have they done? Let your hand, I pray, O Lord, my God, be against me and my father's house, but not against your people that they should be plagued. Here we see the broken heart of a shepherd. David's shepherd's heart for the people that here they are suffering for his sin. And he is saying, God, this shouldn't be. I'm the one. Punish me, but don't hurt these sheep. And he interceded for the sheep. And that just shows the quality of heart that David had. Therefore, the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go and erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. That was a significant place on top of Mount Moriah, the same place where God had told Abraham to offer his son Isaac. So David went up at the word of Gad, which he had spoken in the name of the Lord. Now Ornan turned and saw the angel and his four sons who were with him hid themselves. But Ornan continued threshing wheat. This guy was uh, busy about his task. So David came to Ornan and Ornan looked and saw David and went out from the threshing floor and bowed before David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornan, grant me the place of this threshing floor that I may build an altar on it to the Lord. You shall grant it to me at full price that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. But Ornan said to David, take it to yourself and let my Lord, the king, do what is good in his eyes. Look, I also give you the oxen for burnt offerings, the threshing implements for wood and the wheat for the grain offerings. I give it all. Then David sent to Ornan, No, but I will surely buy it for the full price, for I will not take what is yours for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings with that which costs me nothing. So David gave Ornan 600 shekels of gold by weight for the place. David would not allow Ornan to foot the bill for his sin. He said, Look, I want to pay the full price because I'm not going to give an offering to God if it hasn't cost me anything. I'm responsible here. I will pay for it. And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called on the Lord. And he answered him from heaven by fire 
on the altar of burnt offering. So the Lord commanded the angel and he returned his sword to his sheath. At that time when David saw that the Lord had answered him on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite, he sacrificed there. Now when he offered the burnt offering, God answered by fire from heaven and consumed it. That was the sign that God was satisfied with the offering and that atonement had been made. And then David offered the peace offerings, the sign of fellowship, the the renewed fellowship for the sin had brought division between David and God as sin ultimately does separate us from God. But now the peace had been restored. For the tabernacle of the Lord and the altar of the burnt offering which Moses had made in the wilderness were at that time at the high place in Gibeon. But David could not go before it to inquire of God for he was afraid of the sword of the angel of the Lord. David committed two great sins in his life, adultery with Bathsheba and numbering the people. Yet God used David's sins to accomplish a greater work. Through David's sin with Bathsheba, Solomon was born who would build the temple. And through David's sin of numbering the people, the temple site was purchased. The fact that God makes something beautiful from our sins doesn't excuse them. But it does encourage us that God will always meet us where we're at if we will humble ourselves and confess our sins. And God will forgive us and then use our lives for his glory. Truly, what a merciful and gracious God we serve. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where David prepares to build a temple by charging Solomon and the leaders to be strong, courageous, and to put their heart into the work. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.